support makes it possible. Please make a donation today at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Yep, Radio Free Brooklyn. No suggestion podcast. It's just me. It's just me for two seconds. For for as long as as long as we need to set up. Our guest, our guest, Mike. Do you want to check your 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 volume? Oh man, I'm I am testing the volumes. We always got a vamp at the top of this show. <laughs> I mean, hold on, you keep vamping, Xavier. You, you start without me. Yeah, this is no I don't even, You do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whenever you say vamp, I always think of vampire. That's initially where like my brain goes, and especially now because I'm such a movie. Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Brown. Yep. Can I can I introduce myself? Yeah, go is ahead. Okay? Hey, everyone. I'm Mike Brown. Anything anything works when we're vamping. Yeah. So, because uh, I'm such a huge movie fan, uh, I always think of uh, uh, like various movies and whatever. So you say vamp, I think vampire. And has anyone seen the new trailer for? Uh, was it Renfield? The new Nicolas Cage, Nicholas Holt movie, where Nicholas <laughs> Cage plays Dracula and uh, Nicholas Holt is his, you know, subordinate Renfield. Uh, and he kind of wants to get out of the game. Renfield wants to get out of the game. So he goes to a support group to, uh, hey, everyone, can you help me, like, not be a slave to a vampire anymore? Mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing. Wow. Um, I've never heard of the of Renfield before. Is that like a made up? guy no he's like so uh so renfield in the original book of dracula which came out with like 19 man when did that book come out well, the movie was 1932 with bella lugosi so the book has to have been i don't know at least 10 years before that maybe 20 years i'm not sure anyway mm-hmm. uh, but yeah no renfield is uh dracula's like helper kind of person that he's like he's been hypnotized he's under dracula's spell so like whatever uh Whatever help Dracula needs, Renfield does for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a inter- that's a funny concept to to have the movie follow Dracula's sidekick. Yeah, kind of like his sh- number two. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Hey, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to do this anymore, you guys." <laughs> but like, I guess he gets superpower because like any it doesn't matter what version of Dracula there is. Whenever Renfield's there, he always eats spiders like that's his thing uh but Whoa. in this movie well, at least in the trailer it looks like by him eating spiders it gives him like superpowers to like do dracula's bidding <laughs> it looks it's pretty wild man it's pretty wild how does nicholas cage look does he look like a good dracula oh is he it? he looks like nicholas cage like okay. as like like as crazy as you think he should look he does <laughs> Like that's just Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I feel like that's good casting. Nicholas Cage is Dracula. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's so wild. I love it. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, there. Okay, uh, there. Yeah, I I, I, there you go, Ralph. I don't know. So if, if all of our volumes were low, or if it was just, I, I don't even know if I can hear myself. Hold on. Check, yeah, I check. can barely hear myself. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Turn up the gain. Turn it up. Turn up the gain. Okay. Turn up the boom. Turn up the main. Um, I didn't mention this before, Mike. It's totally up to you. Our guest this week is Mike Brown. Hey, everybody. The Renaissance man, Mike Brown. We got Ralph Jean Pierre. And I'm Xavier Pearson, co host. Um, the host. I usually stand the whole show. It's I was like, everyone is standing. Should I stand? We will. There's a should ritual. I, should I do this? Uh, please. And then, hold on. You can, and then, so this, this episode is starting slow, but we're going to pick up rapidly. Okay. Yeah, you can actually stand. 
I'm being redirected. Yeah, yeah, oh, because yeah. I have to be filmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those of you in Radio Land, uh, I guess oh, there's going to be a, like a like a video version, video pod. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. I right? never put out the whole thing on video, which I <laughs> there's no reason why I don't. Yeah, it's just because I don't want to edit every scene, like the scenes that I put up on social media. I edit them, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to do that for every single scene. Yeah, unless you wanted to just if you, just put it out all raw, just put it out raw. Yeah. Doesn't everybody what put out? Is it, it that is that not like what ninety percent of YouTube is? Is just all just raw, gross video, mm-hmm. one take. That's been the trend. <laughs> just one. Really? Does it does it work? Is it good? I feel like people are always cutting back and forth and editing and stuff. They got stuff going on. Nah, that was like 2012, 2014. Yeah, the yeah. new trend is uh, do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just turn on the camera and walk away. <laughs> a bird flies through. Got, how often do you have keys in your pocket? Always. I never have keys in my pocket. And you know, oh, okay, that's smart. Latch to me. I always am afraid that I won't put them in my bag. I always put my keys in my bag. So because my keys are in my pocket right now, I'm going to have anxiety the whole episode. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm going to forget to put them in my bag. And then I'll take these pants off and leave the keys in these pants. Then I'll go somewhere and I won't have my keys. Well, isn't that always the case, though? Like anytime that you have like your one place that you put like your phone, your wallet, your keys, like anything of importance, your glasses, even like if they're not in their special place where they're supposed to be, everything is just off. Yeah, everything. But that rarely happens to me. I'm very fastidious. You have to be. It happens to me like maybe once every six months that something of mine, like keys or wallet, is not in the place I put it. What's, yeah. your, what's your mantra before you leave the house? Because like, doesn't everybody have a mantra before they leave the front door? Yeah, my mantra is God is with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God is with me. I have a dance. I don't have a. Show me your dance. <laughs> my dance. Do you really want to show it? No, I, I. I mean, it's figurative. It's a figurative dance. Uh huh. Yeah. My mantra is oh, man. Uh, keys, phone, like wallet, you, ID. Yeah, keys, keys, I gotta, phone, wallet, ID. I got a whiz. Oh, okay, go, go for <laughs> Xavier's it. going to relieve himself. No, no, my mantra is keys, phone, wallet, ID. Wow. Always got to make sure I have keys, phone, wallet, ID. And, you know, if I'm bow, going bow. to work uh, in my, uh, I'm not going to tell you what airline I, I work for, but I'm a flight attendant for a major airline. And uh, my mantra when, I go, when I'm going to work is keys, phone, wallet, ID, this, that, the other, this, and that phone. That is, and you say that every time, every single time in my mind, yeah. And I like touch my body just to make sure like everything is on me. Yeah, it's a thing because I have to have my ID, I have to have um, my work phone. Uh, I have to like when I say like this, that, the other, I'm talking about like my pen, uh, my, my chapstick, my hand sanitizer, my gum. Like I have a pocket for everything. My headphones, I make sure everything is in its place. Because if it's out of place, I mean, you talk about being fastidious. This is fastidious at its uh, peak, I guess. Let's I don't talk know. about it. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you fascinate me. <laughs> You're a fascinating person. I think. It's a weird time in my mind. Is it? it for, I, for what reason? I don't know. I like because I live with my own. We all live with our own thoughts, right? Yeah. And so, like, the more that I open up, kind of like how my brain works and like the things that I think about, people are like, "That's 
people don't think about that stuff. And I'm like, how can you not? I, I've, yes, I feel like you have a way of looking at life and at the world that is, uh, it is very, uh, not that I know you super well, but what I, what I know of you is that it seems hopeful and positive. Oh, thanks, man. And, um, enthused and go on. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, no please. No, it's, I mean, you know, I, I feel I'm like- not saying, and I'm not giving you any more compliments. <laughs> that's, that's it, Terry. Terry, don't. I complimented you once. That's it. No more compliments. But, Dad, if I want my self esteem to go up, I, you know, I really need to ask Jessica out to the prom. And if I don't ask her out to the prom, I, I'm nothing. I'm not worth anything. Dad, you got to help me. Ter- Terry, you just, but this is all the time you slink out of your room and you have some other reason to say, I'm nothing. I'm I'm no good. I'm I'm bad. And you and then you. I went out to I slunk out to steal jelly beans from the local corner store. You can't take that again. I thought that was going to be a real confidence booster, and I got busted by the cops. We are we are a well-to-do family. There's no reason for you to steal jelly beans. It seems like you're just Terry. It seems like you're just begging for attention. And your mother and I. I know I work a lot. I work a lot, and you know it takes a lot to take care of this. Big Connecticut house that we have, but keep talking. I'm just going to set a fire over here. Don't don't pay any attention to you me. You don't need to set a fire. The house is warm. No, I definitely don't need attention, Dad. D- is it? I don't understand why you would have the impulse to want to burn down our beautiful home. Oh, there go the curtains. D- ah, d- uh, here, uh, I got the fire extinguisher, <laughs> D- Terry. I no, I don't want attention. Stop looking at me. I feel like this is really a, the thing where you're kicking at me with your legs, but you're pulling me in with your hands. You you really, Terry, I'm your father, and I want to give you attention, but you're 19 years old. Yeah. I I don't, you know, you've been held back in high school a few years. Dad, it's not about me. It's it's about Jessica. It's about the prom. It, like, this is... If she doesn't say yeah, what happens if I actually go up to her and I say, hey, Jessica... I really like you. I think your hair smells like strawberries and your feet look like daffodils. She's going to think I'm weird, Dad. That's a risk you're going to have to take. That sounded pretty good to me. It was sincere. It was colorful language. It was vulnerable. That, that's what it is, son. I don't know. I think I'm just going to go jump off a bridge. D- no. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do that. Don't jump off a bridge, my son. Uh, Ralph, has there ever been a time that you've like done something incredibly stupid in your life, and as you're doing it, you're like, "This is dumb," but you've already committed to it, and you just kind of have to follow through with it. That's a really good question. Um, this is. Dumb. I don't. I don't think so. I try. I feel like I'm pretty present in my mind, and I'm not. 
I'm like, not what about when you were younger? Impulsive. Like when you were younger, uh, like were you ever with a group of friends or people? And I'll give you a, a, a short example. I was out on a like a Boy Scout camping trip kind of a thing. And we were uh, – the vast majority of the troop, they were all rappelling, going down this rock. And a few friends of, of mine and I, we all kind of like slinked off to the side. Hey, welcome back, Xavier. Oh, back. thanks for the welcome. How yeah. was the whiz? Uh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, we went off to the side and kind of had like this little side adventure where we found a ledge and it was like a hundred feet down to our death. Uh, and it was like a hundred feet up, uh, on the other side. So there was this really narrow ledge and we started walking down it. And like by the time we got, I don't know, maybe 50 feet, 75 feet, something, we started realizing this is a really bad idea. Like, we're in the middle of the woods. What if a wolf decided to come down and kind of like trap us on this ledge? There's nowhere to go. Like we can't go around the wolf. It would just be blocking our our path. So we can't go up. We can't go down. And it was just one of those things of like we're all deciding to do this as a group. And this is such a bad idea. But we all decided to do like nobody wanted to back out. Yeah, I don't have that in me. No. I would be the person to back out and I would be angry at everyone who was doing it. Mm. I was God, this is very revealing. So I was I was on the phone with somebody today and they were talking about why they would never get a tattoo and I was like, Oh, I would do it for the same reason. Which and God, I don't know if you have tattoos, and if you have tattoos, I love you and I think your tattoo is beautiful. But I there's a part in me, a controlling judgmental part inside of me that Mm -hmm. when i see uh not all tattoos but certain tattoos Mm -hmm. i look inside of myself i go why haven't you taken into account the next 30 years of your life when you will undoubtedly change as a person and may regret this that lights up in me Mm -hmm. a lot of times when i when i see like a decision like that made i go right why haven't you taken into account that you will feel differently about this? Even if you still want it and like it. Sure. Why haven't you taken into account that you will feel differently about this someday? Uh, that lives in me. That's lived in me since I was a child. That lives in me very strong. So I don't think I would do something like that. And I would be uh, resent resentful of people who did. And if somebody pressured me into doing it. Yeah. tried to i would become venomous <laughs> i'm a bad person i don't like the way i'm describing myself but that's, that's hey xavier i've got a great idea uh let's uh let's get uh ralph to get a tattoo after this impossible yeah it would be impossible is it though it would be impossible i mean though? i've i have a pretty good uh, uh uh like i think thing to convince you why that it is possible for you to get a tattoo oh is it shit. something you want to share yeah yeah of yeah. course i think i uh it's just you know a general idea where it's uh i feel like it's tattoos are one of the one things you have in control in the future all the other things are like you know out, out of your hands and they're you know the, there's so much that. yeah there's so much uh change that will happen but your tattoo that th- that thing will will eventually become so much a part of you you won't even think about it after you get it all right jack uh you asked for a dragon uh, across your entire back here uh, uh are you sure you definitely want to go through with this and eh, whatever i mean it'll be a dragon a fish some put some of those scales on me 
Oh, so you want a, a hybrid, a dragonfish? Oh, lovely, perfect, yeah. All right, Jack, I, I can totally do that. Uh, have you thought this through for the rest of your life? Like, you, we've known each other for a Put long time. Put me on his skin. Put me on his skin. You, you heard that, right? Um, that's that I have. I did hear that. That was that I'm was the dragon. Put me, put me on the skin now. I mean, I, are you trying to scare me, no, sir? No. Are you trying to are you trying to intimidate me with this with this uh this uh, this, uh, this voice? No, I'm, I'm, I, that's not of me. A, that was a creature. That was the dragonfish. The dragonfish wants to be on your skin so bad. I'm just trying to let you know that there are consequences to actions. Dragonfish? I'll be part of you. I'll be a part of your life, all the decisions you make. You see, you'll have a conscience literally on your back. It's what I... I'll do your taxes with you. When you do your taxes, I'll be with you. I mean, how can you go wrong? Dragonfish is going to do taxes with you. It's it's it honestly sounds. I'm fine with it. It's whatever. I mean, I'll I'll have a dragonfish do it with while I'm doing my taxes. I vote independent every year, every four years. You, I'm an independent voter. You can vote. It can vote. My put, tattoo can vote. Put me on his skin. Do you remember in uh, Sorcerer's Stone when Voldemort was in the back of that guy's head? Like this is that same kind of situation. They're two independent uh uh, uh consciousnesses happening mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it can vote. You can vote. Are you? But the question is, are you okay with an independent voter on your back? Um, I think. Well, real. Well, I'm. I'm sort of a. Uh, I sort of on and off with voting. So maybe every once in a while, my back can vote. Wow, I never thought that an independent voter was going to get some. I thought the independent voter was going to be the swing state, but it turns out that you were the swing state. Yeah. yeah. Wow, this devolves. Do something very different. Get put me on there already. Look, we were a perfect match. Bzzz. Yes. Yes. Ah. Oh yeah, I'm home. I'm home on your back. Ooh, damn. Okay. All right. Looks good. Oh, look at me. I look sexy. I'm gonna sleep with your girlfriend. And scene. Yeah, i i love uh, I love your your explanation, Xavier. Your your uh, yeah. I don't think I would do it. Yeah, I don't think I would even. It would would be like a finger. It would be like your another finger. I definitely wouldn't want another finger. (laughs) Oh my god, that would horrify me. No, I I no. It's uh, I don't know. I think. So it's I don't even like talking about it because it's so personal. Because if somebody does have a, a tattoo, it's so personal to them. It's a choice that they considered so strongly and so deeply. Yeah, I feel like it's more polite not to express an aversion to it mm-hmm. because it's like you could really be. My God, I'm so scared now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared of offending someone else. Uh, why? Well, um, I do. This is something that I'm fascinated by, though. There is. Yes. I feel like it is a personality trait to be so excited about a group 
move or like, oh, we're doing this. Let's do. Oh, this is interesting. This is exciting. And to then look back and go, fuck, why did, why did like we that do this? Psychology that exists in like a group mentality. It's so powerful. I mean, you know, when we're younger people, we're so hell bent on fitting in. We have to be liked. We have to be part of the crowd and like we'll do anything that, that the crowd wants to do. And there's this this persona of what is cool? You know, what is cool? What is in? What is popular? What is neat? What is what? what's the driving force of this one eclectic, seemingly eclectic group? And whatever, like nobody wants to step forward and make the first decision so there's just kind of like these weird we've all done that uh improv exercise of like group mirroring where like no one person is like uh forcing the movement but movement just kind of like gradually happens right uh so the same thing happens on a very social level so we all just kind of tend to gravitate towards that whatever that thing is without trying uh and what i've noticed in my own journeys and please feel free to uh, put me in my place here or correct no. me, but hell no, we don't want to hear about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, whatever somebody is passionate about, whatever drives them when they like, like the, the kid in school who's obsessed with Pokemon, like that's what they love. But that's not cool because you care way too much about that one thing. Or the kid who cares way too much about getting into college, well, they're not cool because they care way too much about their grades. Anytime you care too much is kind of the antithesis of what is cool. But therein lies the problem is that what's really fun, what's really interesting, what's really cool are the people who do care too much. You know, uh, people who are so passionate about any one particular thing that they overcome all of those negative voices and all those um, all that negativity and telling them that they can't do something and then they do it. And you're like, fuck, that's cool, man. You know, like, look at all the cool stuff that we have. In the world. Like an iPhone who like let's go back to 2007 when the iPhone was first introduced. We're all like, what a crazy thing. But now like, I can't imagine life without it, mm. without a smartphone. Right. Uh, but it took that nerdy kid, uh, Steve jobs to actually sit down and think of this and make it like, bring it into reality. Right. This, I, I hope this is a smooth segue, but the kid I want to talk about now is the young Mike Brown, the younger Mike Brown, <laughs> who decides I'm going to become, among other things, a flight attendant. Yeah. Whoa. What? Yeah. That's one of, you, that's a, one of oh, your Oh, you careers. were out of the room when I said that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? That's a piece of information that has always helped to define you in my mind of like, this is a person who's made this life choice. That's yeah. a very particular kind of career. What? Where were you? When you were making that decision, what do you think drove you there? What's keeping you there? It, um, ooh, ooh, what's keeping me there? That's a loaded question. Um, uh, so I will give you a very brief, uh, history of my life. Um, so I, I grew up Mormon, um, practiced, uh, Mormonism my whole life. Uh, the church sent me on a, on a mission trip to Ireland for a few years to knock on doors and say, Hey, we're the Mormons. Does anybody want to join the church? No. Okay. See you next time. Bye. Um, and while I was there, I got paired up with uh, a guy that, you know, or maybe, uh, Xavier, maybe, you know, him too, Mr. Josh Hurley, uh, an improviser in, oh, yeah, yeah. in the New York, uh, community at the time, Josh was living in Idaho, uh, in Pocatello, Idaho, he had grown up uh, doing improv and stuff like that. And when he moved to Ireland, when the church sent him to Ireland and we got paired up as Mormon missionaries together, 
that's where I heard about improv. That's where I learned about this whole concept because I had always been like the weird, silly, goofy kid in school. Uh, I had always wanted to, like we all have dreams and aspirations of getting on Saturday Night Live and I had no fucking clue how to go about doing it. But I was like, yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's go be funny. And, and it was when I met Josh. That he was like, no, no, no. There's actually schools and institutions like Second City, UCB, The Pit, The Magnet, uh, Groundlings. Uh, you know, just a name insert institution here. So that's where my improv journey really began was in Ireland meeting Josh and kind of learning the basics of yes and and blah, 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 whatever. Fast forward a few years. He like we finish our missions. He goes back to Idaho. I go back to Pennsylvania where I grew up. Uh, I went to college. Uh, my, my parents were not supportive of me going into the arts at the time, uh. which mom, if you're listening to this, I love you, but that's also true. <laughs> uh, my parents didn't because it, in their from their perspective, uh, earning a living or making a living as an artist, as an actor, as a comedian, there's no guarantees. There's no like, well, how are you going to pay your bills every month? I don't know. You know, they were not okay with that kind of a thing. So I went to Philadelphia to go to culinary school. And while I was in culinary school, I met um, this girl that I went to church with, Cheryl, and she was, and she was a flight attendant, uh, with this, uh, with a particular airline. She's like, Mike, you gotta join this airline. You gotta become a flight attendant. And I'm like, okay. So I graduated culinary school him with honors. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and then I became a flight attendant and I just started flying around the world. And that was 16 years ago next month. Well, so, yeah, there's yeah. so many yeah. parts of that story that I did not expect. <laughs> it wow. takes a lot of twists and turns. Yeah. So then I moved to Newark, New Jersey, um, started working as a flight attendant for a while and eventually moved to Harlem a few years later. Uh, I called up Josh Hurley, who was still in Idaho at the time. And I said, Hey, do you want to be my roommate in New York? And he goes, yeah. So he moved in with me and we started doing improv together. Um, started taking classes and then Tracy Mall, if you, if you know Tracy yeah, Mall, uh, she also came from Idaho and stayed with us. Is she also a Mormon? Um, not, no, she, I think by the time that she moved to New York, uh, I believe that she had left the church. Okay. Yeah. But she grew up. Okay. I think. So yeah. that also, wow. Do you know any of these people? I know Josh Hurley. I don't know Tracy Mall. In my mind, you, the three of you do share this sort of, uh, this sort of wide eyed, like pure, yeah optimism yeah it does make me think of yeah a lot of times when i've interact i've like randomly walked up to josh on the street and he's just been like ready <laughs> josh. ready for a conversation <laughs> hey hi. Yeah. josh is the golden retriever of friends yeah wow yeah golly there's so much about that that is fascinating to me like for example how i uh God, there's so much. My, <laughs> did I did I break your brain? Very much. My ex is the dog that we had together. I think was part golden retriever, and so there. It's making me realize how much I am not a golden retriever. <laughs> <laughs> how much I don't, and how pure and beautiful that is as a yeah. personality style. And I don't. I have. Josh is so – what I love about Josh – I mean, like, I love all my friends. Like, I – I think you have some of that in you, too. So a little bit of – I try I, – I feel like my spirit animal is more uh, sea otter. Okay. Uh, less golden <laughs> retriever, but more sea otter. Okay. Uh, Tracy is – you know, she's always uh, told everyone that she's a raccoon. Uh, so, like, the, just that nervous energy of, like, 
Oh, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, Tracy very much is that. And she she's the first one to admit it. Uh, so, I, I mean, like... W- Water, you know how like the physical properties of water, like it, it it sticks to itself. Water attracts other particles of water. I kind of feel like that's the same thing in life. Like we just attract the same kind of people that we just want to be around, you know? Yeah. So whoever, if you're a negative person and you enjoy that negativity, you gravitate towards other people who like enjoy bringing other people down. Or if you enjoy building yeah, other people up, you yeah. gravitate towards <laughs> those people, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, ha- it's happening, guys. You guys hear about that explosion in the subway? Yeah, yeah. 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 I heard a couple people died in the subway. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. like I heard, I heard some people at a two or three or something. Two, two people, three people died. People died. Fucking yeah. crushed in there. I heard uh, somebody. <clears throat> I heard somebody went to a bodega and ordered some, ordered a sandwich and it just had feet in it. Feet. Yeah, the whole. Just a whole foot, a whole couple, two feet, two, three feet in there. Just figured I'd talk, bring this stuff up while we're waiting for the bus. Yeah. You didn't know. Hey, hey, am I late for the bus? Is the bus here? No, the bus <sighs> is probably. Watch out. You might get the bus might run over you. You might die. Oh, I heard and a couple I, people in New Jersey got run over by the bus and the what? bus driver bus driver got out and bowed afterward. Yeah. What? And, and, he, and, and other people went here, here. That's, oh my gosh, you guys, that's terrible. It's the kind of world we're living in. Hey, I just left the bodega and they gave me an extra sandwich. Does anybody want this uh, sandwich? No. It looks a little odd. It's it's kind of an, an L-shaped sandwich. I it, that's a foot in there. That's a foot? That's a foot in there. No. You don't understand these things. You got, you got, sun, you got yeah. sunshine on your on your face and you got a bright colored t-shirt. You yeah. don't get. Yeah. We work for Google. We know everything. We, we, know. we, we see it all. Programmers for Google. I just got hired by Google. I just moved here from Kansas. Oh man, you got a lot of learning. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Google, we gotta like change all of this when you get to the building. Oh man, I'm so. Are we gonna be roommates at Google? Do I get to work with you guys? Oh man, I'm so excited. You're probably in the mail room. You're probably deep down in the mail. How did you know? You. We call it. Do you work in the mail room too? Because that. They said that I get to actually take the envelopes around the building and actually hand them out to people. I get to meet everybody, you guys. Hi, I'm Trevor. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, no. No. No? no? What's, what's your name? No. 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 No? No. It's, no. Ooh, that, you guys have the same name. You're going to, when you get to Google, before the end of the day, you're going to Google jumping off a building. That's what you're, you're gonna Google. Yeah. That. You're gonna watch. You're gonna Google other people dying just to feel something. Oh well, that doesn't sound very fun. Tell, talk hey. about what it sounds fun to you. You tell us what sounds fun. Then it sounds. Fun. Have you guys ever seen that video of a cat hanging on the wall and the caption says "Hang in there"? <laughs> oh man, it gets me every time. Oh. I love cats. That's not the kind of videos I watch. I googled. I, I googled a video of my brother being sentenced to sentenced to life in prison. The video. Wow! Of he yeah. got to play the game of life in prison. I thumbs that video wow. down. He's playing the he's playing the game of life in, in in with life in prison. I love those little cars, those little plastic cars where you put the pegs in there to represent your family. Oh man, I'm gonna have a family someday. Watch, watch out! I'm gonna step in front of this bus. Oh, hey, no, watch He always out. tries. He always tries. The bus driver never lets him get it. Um, 
I I would highly recommend that uh, you don't step in front. No, give him a shot. Give him a shot. Maybe he'll have it one day. What do you care about my life, sunshine? What do you care about? Yeah, what do you care about his you life? You work in the dungeon of, the, of Google. Bright bulb. What do you care about my life? Look deep into my eyes, gentlemen. Oh, Look my deep. God. Tell me what you see. Just fucking pure goodness and joy. Yeah. What do you see? I see a donut. Tell me about that donut. It's pink and it's got red sprinkles on it. Is it Valentine's Day? What does it remind you of? Um, uh, someone, uh, someone, uh, a holiday. Someone deep related to you, right? Yeah, my. my Say it, say it. Who was it? My grandma. How much do you love about your grandma? Damn. I love almost everything about my grandma. And she loves you. I, I love my grandmother, too. She always has a box of raisins for me. She always has a box of raisins for me to eat. And do you think those raisins are, are easy to come by, young man? No. no, man, it's 75 cents a box for raisins. She loves you, 75 cents worth. That's so much. One time, my grandmother, we thought she was dying in the hospital. And I went to her bed to say goodbye. And I touched her hand. I said, goodbye, Grandma. I love you. And I cried in her hand. Oh, no. Watch out for the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, So it's really weird because I don't feel like a cynical person. You're not. Every time, every time I've been in the same room with you, it's uh, there's, uh, I mean, I I understand what you're talking about, but there's this positive energy and love that just comes out of you. I I think I remember the first time I ever met you. uh, I was I was an intern at the pit. Uh, I think you were we're on homeless. (laughs) <laughs> Almost. Uh, I remember you were vacuuming something. Oh, I was working there probably. Yeah, it's like 2013, something like that. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And I asked if you needed any help, and you were just like, "Yeah, if you want, like, help me out." And I was like, "Great, awesome, show me what I to just do." Just pawn some work off on you? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean it. No, but there was just like this compassion and love of like. Hey, it was like, I don't know, like we're on the same team, you know? Mm. You just made me feel included, like I mattered. And I think that matters to a lot of people. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I think you talk a lot more about your negativity than there actually is. I feel like. Rebel. I don't don't feel negative. I don't feel negative, but I am skeptical. (laughs) Yeah. I am a big, a very skeptical person, uh, which is odd because I'm also... I don't know if you still uh, practice your faith, but I'm a religious person. Yeah. But I am a, I am a skeptical person. Um and I'm I can be very distrusting of uh this is not a good quality. I can be very <laughs> distrusting of like like golden retriever energy. I can be a little a little like whoa. Hold on now. Well, we and that's not I don't think that's a positive quality of mine. It's a it's a trust issue on my part. Yeah, I mean, I know exactly what we were talking about. In, in fact, just the other day, I had uh, kind of a business meeting where it turned out that I was being pitched to, and I thought I was joining this meeting to pitch this other person. So we both entered the same meeting thinking that we're going to pitch each other, and there was the, there was this kind of like instantaneous, 
hang on a sec, what's actually happening here kind of a thing. And there's, there's the, there's that wall of protection that we always put up and just try to be like, you know, it's that self-preservation. It's that, as you say, skeptical, like, who are you really? This Mm. is, this is what you're putting off and you're telling me that I should trust you. Mm, I don't know if I should trust you. The thing I'm learning about God, I'm going to say this, but I really want to get into it because I feel like there's more of your story I want to talk about. But the thing I'm learning is that people are entitled to that, to that, 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 that whatever front or thing they want to put on, they're entitled to that. And it's not my job to come in and break it and shatter it or break into it like a safe. That's what I want to do. That's what I, that's my impulse. That's who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still like, oh, here's your fun like veneer of who you are. What's in there? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what that's what I am. It's not good. Yeah, I really feel like it's an invasion. It's not a trust that I've earned, and it's unkind. And I don't know what the reason that is there for. If that's there, if I perceive, if if I'm even correct in what I'm seeing, because mm. sometimes I think I'm seeing a veneer, and it's actually what that person is genuinely. But if, if I'm even correct in what I'm seeing, it's like, well, maybe there's a really good reason that that's there and you're trying to like crack the code of it. Like just let that person live their life the way they want to. Yeah. They want to have a damn tattoo. Enjoy the tattoo. <laughs> Celebrate it. You judgmental bastard. But what okay. if it's the, tat- uh, what if that tattoo is an independent voter though? Yeah. I'm, I'm, listen, I vote. I want to see that's the, and that's another, that's the odd part of me. It's like, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't, I want to resist the tattoo, but if the person is like, yeah, I voted for Mitt Romney, I want to be like, yeah, cool. I want to be, ex- I'm more quick to be accepting of that. I don't want to yeah. vote for Mitt Romney, but I don't want to be the person who is hostile to somebody who, who voted for, so who do you something different? Though. Yeah. So do you like to like play devil's advocate a lot? Is that like a is that Ooh. what it is? I like to play devil's advocate a lot with people who are on my side. Okay, because I'm on the opposite side of somebody who would vote for because it's Romney, safe. But I wouldn't challenge. It's them, safe. Probably talk about that. It's, well, I mean, if you know that at the end of the day you both have the same opinion, you do get to play both sides of the coin and be like meaner, meaner, pumpkin eater. But yes. at the end of the day, you know that you're safe and that they're not going to judge you. For taking an opposite side, right? Yes. There's th- that is, I think, 100% right. And also, worse than that, worse than me feeling judged, I think I can take that. I don't, I'm scared of somebody feeling like I judge them. I can, if somebody who agrees with me feels like I judge them, it doesn't really, because they're like, you don't know, we, I agree with you. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me if you feel judged. But if you, if we truly disagree and you feel judged by me, that I can't take. I don't want to, know that about myself that i'm judgmental of people that truly disagree with me well i think that just that comes off in your in however anyone uh, is genuine like do you genuinely mean what you say and if you do then it'll come off that way like people will trust you for um for just being yourself and if you do want to play devil's advocate if you do want to play the other side of the coin I think people know that in in the genuine nature that you are who you are and they trust you in that. They trust that they can have these types of conversations. It's all about your approach, right? Yeah. It's all about the intonation in your voice and how you uh, approach the subject matter. Like if you if you go at it really 
harsh and negative and and uh, and judgmental and opinionated, then people are going to put up those walls. People are going to put up those walls and and be a little standoffish. And you know that's that's what body language is for. Like we read it in our faces. How many? Like I can't remember the specific number, but there are thousands of different. Um, uh, like ways that your face makes faces, right? Mm. Like this muscle tensing on this side and this muscle relaxing on that side means this gesture. Mm. And there's thousands and thousands of combinations of that. And so like, that's why I think that's why it's so hard to do improv over zoom is because we lose a lot of that, Mm. that subtext. Where do you, do you think you personally are really good at reading those and then yes. and then and and re, and responding back that interplay? Yeah, I would say that you're someone who studied like how to be with people and how to communicate with people. It's uh, it, I mean, I, I definitely feel like I'm stretching my hubris muscle right now, but yeah, I do I do feel that that is one of my strengths. Yeah, yeah, is I yeah because I tell you what. I don't know how you feel about this example, but no one would go, "Hey, Ralph, you should be a flight attendant. You seem, <laughs> you seem friendly." No, I, I don't think that would come to me. Uh-huh. It's not. I mean, I, I feel. But like, you, I could see somebody being like that guy. Is, oh, thanks. That guy's gonna be friendly. There definitely is like a kind of a friendly nature to flight attendants, but what's even more important is um, not being scared to fly. <laughs> That's a big part of it. Okay. Are you yeah. scared to fly? Oh my! Really? God! Wow. Dude. How, about, how are you in flying? I, I I I have I have the uh the thing where my ear pops when I fly, so it Ooh, it hurts to fly. Rough. Oh my god, that's the, well I'm the pain. E- yeah, the yeah. Pain. I'm not even scared. It's just physically it hurts every time I'm in the air. So I don't. Do you I'm take Sudafed? Take Sudafed. Sudafed. That's the thing that yeah. helps with the. Um. So like, because uh, your ears, I mean, they pop a little bit. They they get the pressure when you go up above ten thousand feet, mm-hmm. but it's when you come down. Yeah, yeah. 10, 000, That's where it gets really rough. So like, I would say a half hour, forty five minutes before you descend, pop some Sudafed. Okay. Maximum strength. Okay. Open up those airways and then just chew lots of gum. Okay. Yeah. Damn, that's good. Uh, good advice. Yeah, Sudafed can't help me where I'm going. I <laughs> depends on how much you take. I flew from to Europe and back with uh, my improv team, North Coast. Uh, this past summer it was my first time leaving. Shout out to North Coast. Shout out North Coast. My North goodness. Coast. And um, I'll tell you, Mike, the entire flight, I just prayed and I said. God, wherever you move, I move. However you move, I move. Because the movement of the plane freaks me out. Because I think every bump is yeah. about to crash. Well, think of it like a, so, like so a Frisbee. Like- when you throw a Frisbee, a Frisbee doesn't go in a straight line through the air. It kind of wobbles and waves and goes up and down. Like, it jostles. The wind moves the Frisbee up and down and uh, air pressure and blah, 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 all that stuff. And a plane is the same exact way. Like, it's engineered. So, it's not just going to fall out of the sky. Planes do not plummet out of the sky, right? Um, and we've all heard that one story of that one plane that fell out of the sky. That's that doesn't happen, right? That plane, that plane just plummeted out of the sky. No, no, those people. Are Why would it? Of all the things a plane might do, float, drift, turn. Of all the things it should do, it should not plummet. Does this mean? 
Does this mean everything in the sky is going to start? No, look at the bird. The bird just fell. The bird just plummeted out of the sky. The sky is not safe. Jeffrey, I don't feel safe on planet Earth anymore. I feel like we should maybe find a new home. And that is the premise of my new novel. You felt that? You felt that? Everything plummets out of the sky. Wait, Wait, I just... uh, But the... That plane and that the bird, they, the, they just fall. They just you fell. boys are in my book. Everything plummeted. Hang on a second. This name that I've been living with my entire life, Henry Finkelbottom Jr. the third? Accept your fate. You're not real. You're a creation of my mind. Blip, I'm gone. Whoa. Oh no. Did you see that? No. What did you do to him? I I just thought of him differently. I wrote him out of the book and he disappeared. No, no, I, I'm Stan Cheek. I'm Stan Cheek. You are Stan Cheek. You're a figment of my imagination and a character that I've written in this book. Ah, uh, no. Bloop. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stephen King. <laughs> See. <laughs> Should we do ads? Oh, thank you. God, I forget more and more often. Hey, you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent listener-supported radio. Um, hey, we we survive from donations of people like you. Our mission is to provide free and open platform to community for, to promote media literacy, education, free expression of public art. We're a 501c3. If you want to support us, donate monthly or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org backslash donate. Uh, yeah. You, you read that really fast. I've been, I've been, I've been at this, I've been at this game for like six, seven months. Oh, five months. So donate, ladies and germs. Yeah. Donate. Um, yeah, I really, I really love um, your perspective on this. So you, so I want to list also the things you, so you're an oh, improviser. Jeez. You teach. So, I do. Improv. I have my own company, Pineapple Improv. What? Yeah. Talk about that. Talk about plug that shit. Plug it. Uh, yeah, no. So I, uh, my company, Pineapple Improv, I teach uh, corporate workshops to businesses and corporations to try and get them to uh, have better communication, better um, public speaking skills to become become more comfortable with the uncomfortable, uh, creative learning, uh, leadership training, that kind of stuff. You're a damn entrepreneur. Yeah. Wow. Sure. Yeah. I should get that on a on a name plaque. Mike Brown, damn entrepreneur. <laughs> That's what you are. And so you do that, but you also told me that you work with a film a company. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, you don't I, have to name them. You don't have to talk about them. No, no, no. I'll, I'll name them uh, by name. Uh, it's AGBK Studios here in Brooklyn. AGBK. Yeah. And so you do your production? Um, production coordinator and casting director. How did you... But you studied... You studied culinary arts, <laughs> and you're a flight attendant. That maybe the improv part is something to do with it, but yeah. how the heck? I did a lot. Yeah, I mean, I wear many hats. Uh, you know, the longer you're in this game, the more skills that you learn and develop. What game? Which game are you talking <laughs> the about? The game of life. You the, know, with the little car, and you get oh, put the, the pegs in the car. Yeah, yeah. People. Pretend you have a family. Spin the wheel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got um, a lot of cards. You got a lot of little lifeboat. Like, what do you call life achievements? Sure, yeah, yeah, in exactly, that yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I uh, do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's a very different game though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, it's you know, it's 
you have passions, you have dreams. There's little projects that you work on, uh, and you just develop certain skills. And like with um, with AGBK Studios, it's uh, uh, headed up by a guy named uh, Axel Yaminez. And uh, Axel contacted me through his wife, who worked with my wife at the time, and uh, and he just wanted to put improvisers in some of these commercials that he was making. So I put my friends in his commercials and we just developed a relationship that, you know, we've been working together for almost two years now and we just, uh, yeah, make commercials and, uh, short films. We're working on short films and all kinds of stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And then you, and then you, you also have a YouTube channel. I do because I love movies so much. Uh, 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 gotta love them movies. G O T T A. Gotta love them movies. Uh, I just, yeah, I just talk about movies and movie news. I've, yeah. I've kind of put a pause on the YouTube channel for a uh, for there's a lot second. of content from the movies of the past couple of years. You guys go over there and check out, check that out. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've thought an I've thought of an idea for a new video for <gasps> your channel. Please do. Yeah, because after listening. I have having this moment on the podcast with you I feel like you're very you're very knowledgeable and you you have you have all this insight and you've you're you've achieved all these life cards I pretend, on the game of life I pretend I know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and the the you said pre-podcast that the last video you talked about it was or one of the videos you you were talking about you didn't like the, you don't know if this this movie is going to do go well and people commented that no, no, you're wrong, Mike. It is going to go well. Yeah, it was a Beavis and Butthead video that I did. Uh, so on Paramount Plus, they've, uh, they've just kind of rebooted the Beavis and Butthead franchise, like yeah. with a new TV show and a new movie. And, you know, a year ago, I did, or a little over a year ago now, uh, I didn't know if, like, there was still an audience for Beavis and Butthead. Like, that was something that I grew up with in the 90s. Like, Mike <laughs> Judge in the 90s was, like, that was revolutionary. That was, that was so cool, right? At the time, that was so cool. Because this is the kind of thing that, like, you weren't supposed to watch. Mm. You weren't allowed to watch this kind of thing. So you kind of had to sneak away and turn on MTV uh-huh, behind uh-huh. your parents' yeah, back. And, kid, yeah. yeah, it was one of those things. So, like, I'm asking myself now, wh- who's the audience? Like, is this for 40-year-olds like me? Is this for, like, younger Funny kids? You know? Um, who's the audience? Uh, who, you know, what's the audience for this show? And I put this video out, and so many people, like, tore me up one side and down the other. Like, nope, I'm there day one. I'm watching this new Beavis and Butter. And I'm like, how cool. dare you? Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of how dare you. I, um, think, I think I know what it is. I think people enjoy will enjoy poking holes through your opinions. Uh... <laughs> I mean, anytime that you make an opinion on the internet, if you say, oh, the sky is blue, there's yeah. always going to be somebody to uh, refute that. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. I think, Ralph, you, you guys should collaborate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We should, actually. <laughs> um, this is on my mind right now. I want to do it real quick before we... Before we end, let's each try to do a sincere, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sincerely try to name each other's spirit animal. Mm. What do you think each? Well, I've already named people? mine. So yeah, we, but we're going to do different. Yeah, ones. We're, okay. gonna do, okay. we're each going to do All our right. own. Okay. Okay. For you, I'm going to do for Mike Brown. I'm going to do, uh, uh, probably won't be far off of us. I uh, I feel like a like a beagle dog, like a very happy <laughs> beagle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Or a dachshund. A dachshund. Yeah. A dachshund. Yeah, that's... What you, I, feel like, <laughs> I could be a wiener dog, sure. Yeah. yeah. Happy it's dachshund. so fun to do dogs because yeah. they, they have different... They, yeah, they've they got really different do. vibes. They really do. Xavier, I thought I was going to do a couple of things. The first one was meerkat, but that feels too <laughs> obvious. Okay. <laughs> and then this, the other one I got, I think, feels very different. But yeah. you are some sort of very patient spider. Okay. <laughs> patient spider. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. A patient spider. I, I, I feel like think... a good amount. Of, I like, can I, Daddy yes. Long, can I be a, an attic spider? Yes. That's One of those what I with the long legs? Are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that, but black. Yeah, a black spider. Okay. All black. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know if I would say you're a tarantula because they have, they seem a little evil. You're yeah. not. You're just patient and slow, compact. Okay. Yeah. All right, I went first. Um, okay, well, I'll jump in. Yeah, uh, for Ralph, I'm I'm kind of down between two very different animals. Oh, uh, one is a horse. Really? For you. Uh, Any kind of horse? I, kind of, yeah, more like your generic horse. Uh, <laughs> yes, like yeah. I'm, you know, mustangs are. They have this reputation of just being wild and free. And while there definitely is an, an aspect <laughs> of being wild and free for you, I, you're a little bit more reined in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to say that you're <laughs> my like, horse with no tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's uh. There's a regalness to you. Oh um. And you're very. You're loyal. And, uh, uh, but them uh, Clydesdale, you, you, you need, to, yeah, you, uh, I feel like the, uh, the ice needs to be broken before, uh, trust can be given. Uh, so, uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to go with the horse. The other one I was thinking of was possibly uh kangaroo. Uh, really? Yeah. For uh, same reasons, for the same exact reasons. Wow. Uh, wow. But maybe a horse is a little bit more apt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. About Xavier, Xavier, um, man, you're just a ball of fun. <laughs> you're just okay. you're sweet, sure. you're kind, yes. yeah. Um, a you're, ball you're of fun, friendly, yeah. yeah. Um, man, I'm just, uh, I'm gonna go rabbit for you. A rabbit, I'm wow, go with a rabbit. Wow, that's wow. Uh, I can see that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A rabbit. Yeah. yeah. I scamper about. <laughs> scamper about. Go yeah. in my hole. Quick, yeah. Quick like a bunny. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you also have forty thousand children, so yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's the other aspect I was thinking yeah, about. Yeah, that's what they'd it be is. banging, <laughs> rabbits be banging, blood in a cocktail, blood in a cocktail. A previous episode. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Well. Okay. For Ralph, I'm now save Ralph. No. Okay. <laughs> for, Big mystery. Uh, Mike, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm. I feel like it's easy to go pet uh, like a, a tropical bird, like a parrot. Or something like that. Ah, yeah, yes. I, I'd give. I'd say a, a nice runner-up is a parrot. But what I'm, I'm going to go with is a buffalo. <gasps> wow, buffalo. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with buffalo. I mean, there's all these things about you talked about moving about and doing all these other things, but I feel like there's a sturdiness about you. Wow, at its core. Wow, all yes. these other things. I'll take it for sure. Yeah. Wow. There's a there's a core thing that keeps you grounded, and I, I feel like there's a, I yeah. That. Thank you. Yeah. No one's called me buffalo. buffalo before. That's yeah. beautiful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And. uh <laughs> R- Ralph, I'm gonna call you. Uh, I'm gonna say you're a cheetah. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. You're a predator. You're a hunter. 
And I also owe him money. I cheated him out of some money. Yeah. A predator and a hunter, man. Yeah, yeah. What? You've got, you've got, you've got aims. You've got these, uh, yeah, yeah. these, these, these things you're after. <laughs> and while you, if I can, yes, and that for a moment. Uh, while you don't run at eighty miles an hour, no. you hustle at eighty miles what? an hour. Yeah, <laughs> like Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah find it yeah ain't no way you're gonna find me this puzzle is speeding by you yeah 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 let me get that wallet <laughs> let me get your wallet bro uh, I, I, for what reason why would you need my wallet yeah 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 you got the keys to your house i you do got them on you? i do have the keys to my let house. me get those keys Here you my go. Man. <laughs> yeah welcome to hip-hop welcome to my show y'all i'm a rapper i Speed, my name is Speed, hustling at 100 miles an hour. He hustled. Let me get your wallet, man. Welcome to my show. Thank you for coming. Give me your wallet. Give me your wallet. All right. Well, I'll, you know, I'll I'll pull it out since we're in an enclosed space. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to give it to me right here. I know what I'm talking about. Hey, open that up. I can can see your face in there. I don't know this guy. This guy's just another audience member. We're not connected. I'm just around. It's just around. I'm just around. Yeah. So, well, thank you for coming to my show. There's only two people in the audience, but you got to start somewhere. My name is Jack Russell Terrier. Jack Russell Terrier. That's my boy. I mean, that's that's my boy just because he just introduced himself. I never met him before. Yeah, just hold out your wallet, man. Hustling a hundred miles an hour. Mm-hmm. I can see your face in there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to hold it. For, you just want to see it? Yep. Thank you for coming to this show just in this open hallway in this uh, in this building. It's an open air hallway, but I'm going to do a show, a full show. I'm waiting for my show. pizza. I'm waiting for my pizza. Nah, but you're going to hang out and see me do a full hip hop show. Full hip hop. And like one, hip-hop. two, three, four. Uh, yeah, hustling. 100 miles an hour. Oh, oh shit. Oh, oh, shoot. My shit. microphone died. Let me use your wallet. <laughs> Let me use your wallet. He needs your wallet. Your microphone died? You need my wallet? <laughs> yeah, I man. Because I just, we. you can hear me. You guys are standing right in front of me in do this you, hallway. Hey, do you smell something? Does it something smell like cheese? Because I can smell some cheddar coming out of that wallet. Okay, oh, I'm putting my wallet back away. That's not even important to me. No, I'm man. putting my wallet back in what? my pocket. Oh, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little sketched out. Do you, do you two, wait a minute, do you two live in this building? I don't live in the building. So you live on? Un- I live outside the building. We were both killed in this hallway. We're ghosts. <laughs> oh my God! You got you guys are ghosts. Jack Russell Terrier. Pull out your wallet, man. Pull out my wallet. What? Why would? Okay. What's what's going? On? Don't ever like, pull out your wallet in this hallway. You get killed that way. Job. <laughs> I just stabbed you in the, in the spleen with a ghost knife. <laughs> oh my God! I, I, there's no blood. I'm good. Yeah, man. That's the spirit of hip hop. And see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. That was a great way to end. This has been No Suggestion. We're on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, you can listen to Radio Free Brooklyn on the Radio Free Brooklyn mobile app. Get that. Uh, listen to No Suggestion. Please rate, subscribe, tell your oh. friends. This is a podcast as well. Tell our, them that it is. Our guest has been Mike Brown. How do people find you, Mike Brown? Oh, you can find me on all social media platforms at Solo Improv. At Solo Improv. Pineapple Improv. I'm Ralph Jean Pierre. This is Xavier Pearson. Mm-mm. We love you. This has been No Suggestion, mm. y'all. What's the last word, Xavier? Uh, eat eat lots of bagels, baby. Yeah. <laughs> eat lots of bagels, baby. Stay hungry.